Welcome to a 40 Guard Threat Intelligence Podcast. This is episode 15. I'm Alex Harvey. And I'm Douglas Santos. This week we have VFE email service, SnapD flaw called Dirty Soft, and uh, Crack Now, which is a uh, malware. Well, at this point, he's now released malware through Torrent, but it's a Torrent key gen and Crack uh, releaser. With that, VFE email service. So VFE is a secure email service. Uh, or private email service that had free and uh, paid subscription services that got hacked and basically completely wiped out, like full wipe of everything. Um, and this was very quickly executed um, between when they noticed that they first got, basically someone had access and this happened was very, very, very quick, um, including all their backups were wiped out. So mm -hmm. this is a no recover scenario. Which is... I think it's the first ever time we've seen a company being subjected to something like this, like a complete meltdown a complete of all of their services, like in a, in a, in a irreparable way. Yeah, irreparable and no ransom request, no nothing. Um, according to them, they have multiple, like it's all virtual hardware, mm -hmm. but multiple VMs with different credentials that got broached. So it wasn't like it was like a single password mm -hmm. and username that allowed everything to be wiped. They're saying whoever did this had you know, a lot more than just that. Yeah, they had time to plan, to assess the network, to understand and uh, Stage strategize up. everything yeah. so that when the attack actually happens, happens, it was really quick. To yeah, quick and just full yeah. white. Nothing yeah. was left standing. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope it's not like a, a new wave of attack. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not a new wave. Yeah. Um, all the user data is gone. At this point in time, they don't know if the data was leaked or mm -hmm. not. Um, they're very vague on which way it is. Mm -hmm. um, it could have been either way. Their stuff is encrypted, so there is some mm -hmm. protection, but at the end of the day, the level of access that this person needed to do this level of wipe was A, very targeted, yep. and B, was very in-depth. So there's always a risk that user data got leaked. Mm -hmm. um, time will tell, but this was very much like a full wipe. There is mm -hmm. nothing left standing, uh, which is kind of mm -hmm. burned to the ground. It's very rare that we see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't remember any major service or Neither company having I. that in recent history. It's Neither been, do I. Yeah. So it's rare. Yeah. I mean, VFE email Somebody service. was very angry. <laughs> Someone was very angry. So yeah, uh, this one's just more interesting from the point of view that it's a complete wipe. These are very, mm -hmm. very rare to see, but apparently still possible. Um, but it does bring up one good point is that offline backups might have saved them at least mm -hmm. a little bit, would have given them data. But because of how their infrastructure was set up, they didn't have true offline backups. So. Mm -hmm. Offline backups are, you know, dirty things like tape um, or removable hard drives that you unplug and get moved to another location or secure uh, separate site. Again, these are non-powered, completely isolated. Uh, once they're basically once the data has been transferred to them, um, it was very popular in the 80s and 90s that you know offsite backups like mm -hmm. tapes yeah, being yeah. moved around, services for that mm -hmm. were everywhere, and then kind of with the advent of cloud and internet, it mm -hmm. became a little bit less of a thing, but it still is important for real data. It's starting to become more important, more important again. <laughs> yeah, more important again and again. Um, and the companies are starting to do it, right? You back up your stuff to tape, and the truth is that you know most businesses, it might only be for a complete backup, two or three tapes. The tapes capacity has gone up drastically. Mm -hmm. um, you can get tapes that are, you know, I think some of them are almost broaching a terabyte now. Mm -hmm. um, if not, you can use removable hard drives that are 12 terabytes for a drive. And, you know, worst case scenario, you get a Dropbox, a uh, secure box at a bank and mm -hmm. it goes into storage somewhere, right? It's not mm -hmm. on site. Anyways, 
Offsite backups, not a terrible part idea. Part of a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, part of a good security strategy. Uh, with not the SnapD flaw. So SnapD, for those that don't know it, it's a Linux package. Um, the idea behind it is kind of an all-in-one application that will run on pretty much any Linux distro mm -hmm. that supports that infrastructure. Um, so think of it as like a virtual container for mm -hmm. your application. Mm -hmm. um, so the best way to look at it is you all know about Docker and Docker is used for mm -hmm. services and services and servers and services. Think of SnapD as a end user application version of something mm -hmm. very similar. Mm -hmm. um, it runs using actually similar technology. It kind of isolates it. It uses its own library. So something mm -hmm. that runs in SnapD on one system will run exactly the mm -hmm. same on any other. The libraries are all bundled. It's kind, of, it's kind of a container of software and the dependencies and a way yeah. for the system to access those functionalities, let's say, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it yeah. also supports, there's also supposedly um, like security layers as mm -hmm. well built yeah, in. Yeah. So there's a little bit more beyond just mm -hmm. an app in a container. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the vulnerability itself was found on the REST API, right? So. Uh, as Alex was telling, it's just a container that has the software, the software, the dependencies of that software, and a way for the operating system to uh, request those services. And obviously, from the users on the, those yep. operating systems, it's that that's actually done via Unix sockets. And uh, it's been found that SnapD versions 2.28 to 2.37 incorrectly validated and parsed those remote addresses. So that leads to uh, uh, code, uh, code execution, execution and privilege, local privilege escalation, right? Yeah, so hence the name Dirty Socks, since mm -hmm. it was related to a socket. socket. So this was, yeah, fixed on 2.37.1. Th mm -hmm. um, the CVE is CVE 2019-7304. Um, so it's actually fairly recent, 2019. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. came out. Um, SnapD is gaining a lot of ground, primarily in the Ubuntu space. Um, it, there is other groups using it as well, other distros, but it is gaining ground just because it is such an effective way of running mm -hmm. software. Um, but obviously, it's going to have some limited vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't patched, make sure you update. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we will sure be be seeing uh, malware leveraging this for local privilege escalation. Yeah. And well, especially the, yeah, SnapD, as yeah. it grows, yeah. it's going to become more and more of a target. I don't think it's a target yet, but mm -hmm. time will tell as it yeah. changes. So last topic we have for today is Crack Now. So Crack Now is a releaser that releases keygens and cracks to torrent sites. Mm -hmm. um, so he was releasing different like keygens and crack cracks software. and crack software and he was marked as trusted on Leet, on Pirate Bay, um, on a few other mm -hmm. of the large torrent websites. Um, so being marked as trusted means he's been doing it for a little while, mm -hmm. people have verified the content he was posting, so it was viewed that he was a good contributing member. Um, to those communities, mm -hmm. but now they're finding that a lot of his much more recent content had um, a ransomware in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Gan Crab, which is a fairly new and fairly dangerous ransomware, mm -hmm. and it's been verified by multiple parties, and now basically they've deleted or uh, banned his account and starting to delete his content, mm -hmm. at least the content that's known to contain malware in it. Um, so the more interesting, couple interesting things with this. One is this is someone who's been releasing software for a while. Mm -hmm like years, to all of a sudden change what he's doing is an interesting one. Did he get compromised or did he actually decide to make money off of it? Mm -hmm. Right, that's one of the questions. It's um, still hanging, it's not. It's no one answer. knows, yeah, no one can knows. get him, reach him obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was gonna say, you know when something on a underground dark website says trusted? It doesn't really mean. I don't know <laughs> if that really means trusted. Yeah. So 
I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to assess this yeah. with complete certainty. I mean, even Google has problems with malware in the Play Store, and, and they have they are a gigantic, and that's a, yeah, gigantic <laughs> yeah, company. They have all the means in the world to, <laughs> to do And this. it's official. Yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit of an interesting one to see happen. Yeah. Um, but it was a ransomware, a known ransomware. There's mm-hmm. nothing unique or special with the attack. Just the distribution methodology mm-hmm. was not new, but it's interesting because it's someone that was marked as trusted. Yeah. And, and all f- of a sudden, going rogue, going rogue. Yeah, that went rogue all of a sudden. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a new thing. Like, this hasn't been seen in a while. And it's mm-hmm. not just on one release website. We're talking across multiple mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. Um, which means that either it's a complete compromise of that user or it's that user himself. Mm-hmm. So with that, those are the topics we had for today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.